Good afternoon, everyone. Um, it is Friday, May 20th at about 3.20 in the afternoon. And um, I am Margaret Bays and uh, together with my co-founding director, LaMail Spain, we are coming to you with a recorded webinar conversation, just the two of us to sort of wrap up a really busy week here at the Breakthrough and kind of summarize what our programming this week has been all about. And um, how are you, Lamail? Um, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Thanks well, for asking. Yes, I'm, uh, <laughs> it's a kind of chilly Friday afternoon here in Massachusetts. So I'm sort of bundled up behind my sweatshirt, but it's almost 90 degrees here. <laughs> well, and aren't we happy that we have um, webinar technology for that reason? Exactly. Exactly. In, in your home and I can be in mine. I'm really excited though, because the sun has come out for the first time in a couple of days. I thought we were just going to be swept away on like a bunch of rain yesterday. But in any case, it's been a busy week here at the Breakthrough, starting with our Monday morning motivation. And then we had, um, you know, a really phenomenal um, diabetes forum on Tuesday night. Yeah, it was really great. Yeah, it really was. So we've been talking about diabetes and what it means to eat good food and what is good food and about how if you have that in your fridge, that's what you'll eat. And if you have other stuff, that's what you'll eat. Um, and we've been talking about taking leaps and new wineskins and all kinds of seemingly unrelated topics, but yet um, they're all connected. So um, let's just sort of jump off and, and, and summarize it all. So LaMail, beginning on Monday, you started talking with our um, community about Masters and beginners, masters and beginners. So um, let's talk about that for just a minute. Well, not going into what I said on the Daily Dose. If you want to hear that, go to it mm -hmm. and do your own homework. We're not doing cliff notes. We <laughs> are cliff noting, but we're not. Um, basically, um, masters and beginners, um, I think. Um, it could be summed up with the rule of 10 or 10,000. You know, you, you cannot be an expert. There's been research done. This is not, nothing I say to come out of my mouth usually is not LaMail. So you can't, you know, say that I said it. It's based off of research, things that I've read. And I read where in order for you to be an expert, you have to either go through 10 years of whatever that skill set is, or you have to um, do 10,000 hours. I, I've, I've um, absolutely read the same thing. Yeah. So um, the master, you know, it's not going to happen overnight, even though we live in a society where it's quick fix, it's microwavable. Everything is now, today. I need it. Um, but if you think about the, if you think about Olympic, Olympic athlete, they train like heck just for a four year, like it's for four years or even maybe longer. And they get on stage 
And whatever their event is, usually not an hour. It's less than that. And then it's done. So you have invested all that time and you may not even get reward. Most people would be, they wouldn't even do that. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, so um, so it's like um, the, uh, you know, for for the chance to win a gold medal, only one person's winning a gold medal. You do, exactly. You do all that work for all that time for the chance, one chance to win a gold medal. And yep. um, yeah, so, so as this pertains to things like diabetes and, and the article taking the leap and, and uh, masters and beginners, um, you know, somebody gets diagnosed with diabetes and it's a big shock. And, you know, let's say that they actually understand the magnitude of it because the magnitude of that diagnosis is huge. And again, if left untreated, that's a disease that can really take you down and all the way out. If left, yeah. um, it's, it's horribly de deteriorating of the body. Um, and so let's assume you sort of understand its power. So presumably if you got a diagnosis of diabetes in the first place, there have been some habits that you've had for a good part of your life, you know, mm -hmm. with your genetics, it sort of got you where you are. And so yep. you have to you know, but the thing about diabetes in most instances, except for juvenile diabetes, which is type one, it's reversible. It's completely reversible. Yeah. So um, what that and, means and I think Paul, I think Paul, as well as Nate, both of those guests, um, their testimonies, their, their, um, their story was very powerful. And I say that to say they both wanted it. You gotta want it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm also a proponent of that. You gotta want it. You can't just talk it. You gotta talk the talk and walk the walk. Like you said, it didn't happen overnight. Usually it does not happen overnight. There's been signs and symptoms that you have probably ignored right. or didn't want to pay attention to. Um, which is ignoring, but um, it's just like the analogy of a pitcher. You have a pitcher and a glass and you pouring the liquid out of the pitcher into the glass. If you don't drink or pour some of that liquid out of that glass, eventually it, it overflows. And that's what happens usually when people get a quote unquote disease. The stuff has happened, like my MS, didn't happen overnight, even though it seemed like it, but it was a lot of things that, you know, built up and caused me to have what I have. And then when people wasn't trying to <laughs> give me the answer, I went finding it for myself, but you got to want it. That's the main goal. You got to want it. Um, and Margaret can't want it more than you. I can't want it more than you. Your significant other can't want it. Your children, um, your parents, nobody can want it more than you. You know, if that's you a, that, that is, um, that is just the most valuable advice that anyone could possibly 
ever listen to because marriages are ruined and people die and really tragic stuff happens when people don't follow what LaMail just said. In other words, um, you know, like parents can't want stuff for their kids more than their kids want it for themselves. Um, one spouse can't want for someone's health more than they want it for themselves. And when people don't pay attention to that, it's really a reflection on some level of a whole bunch of things. Um, it could fear, it could be self-confidence, it could be shyness, it could be a lack of knowledge, it could be depression. It can be a lot of things that cause people to not want things really badly enough for themselves to do the work. But whatever it is, at the end of the day, it is, if you're over 35 years old, it's ultimately your responsibility as an individual. Yeah, I think um, all of those things that you just named off, I always go to my diagram, which is not a diagram, but that's how I see it in my head. Um, it all starts with ignorance and ignorance is simply not knowing. You know what I'm saying? When you don't have an answer, you start making the answer. You start trying to fill in the blank with craziness, or you just try to ignore it. But if you ignore it, that's probably the worst thing you can do because you're going to get more worry, more doubt, <laughs> more fear, more anxiety and depression, all that. You know, you're not going to get up out of that negative side of the diagram. You're going to always stay. Um, and it goes back to wanting, like Paul wanted it. Paul told you, I'm, I'm getting off my medicine tomorrow. <laughs> I know he didn't say tomorrow, but he, the way that his mindset was set, it's like, I'm gone. I'm not taking this stuff. Nate was the same way. You know what I'm saying? They wanted it. And Nate wasn't going to leave anything on the table. They put all their chips in the middle of the table and was like, man, we're going for broke. That's and correct. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And um, and really the the other thing too, I really, I really um was pleased with the um the diabetes discussion Tuesday evening to to present the roadmap for um basically coming past you know, anything that's super challenging, like getting rid of a disease like diabetes or doing the work to prevent it from coming on full blown in the first place, like Nate did, um, in the good, better, best categories, you know, because it suggests that there's that timeline, there's just a flow that you can't expect the results immediately overnight. You're on a path, you're on a journey, it's going to take some time. Um, but the, the, the really magical thing about spending that time and doing that work and being committed to it and being consistent about it is- You become an expert. You become <laughs> an expert and you literally do move from one place to another. You move from being pre-diabetic to being healthy. 
you move from being on two medications for full-blown diabetes mellitus type two to now you're off your meds and then you keep working at it. And then a few years go by and your doctor says, wow, you really do know how to eat now. You really do know how to exercise. Let me do that blood work. Oh, wow. You really aren't diabetic anymore. You know, because like we've said, like we've been saying, like is on the front page of our website, our bodies really are miraculous that way and designed to work in a homeostatic way. There's that big word again. They are, our bodies are designed to work correctly. And when we give them the right stuff, like the right fuel in a car, we can go the distance. Exactly. I think that, like I said, they were powerful, but then also too, I like with, I call it Miss Rita. I know you say Rita, but I call it Miss Rita. <laughs> when she talked about how with her dad, that was like, that was, that was big. I was like, dad. I mean, I didn't say dad. I said the other word, but um, I mean, that was like. She really suffered and he really suffered. Yeah. I mean, but that's the, the, the negativity or the negative side of it. When you have other people that have to be your caregiver or have to be, you know, an individual to step in to assist you. Um, and especially if you were the type of person that didn't have or didn't like or built yourself to not be dependent on oh, yes. anybody. So for those and of then for, excuse me for interrupting one second, just let me say, for those of you who have not seen the forum conversation from Tuesday evening, I believe that was May 17th um, of this week, really tune into it. We're talking about one of our community members whose father um, passed away from complications related to diabetes. And he had the disease for about 35 years, she said, but in the last five years of his life, it really... Um, Her story was very powerful. Like. Yeah. She basically, I'm glad that she said some of the things because I can sometimes be um, in your face and not care. Um, About being because, in your face, you mean? <laughs> I, I, mean I, I mean, you know, I, I'm the one that would say like, oh, you know, you take the medication, then you be bleeding out your eyes and your ears. And, and she said it. She said, my dad was bleeding out his ears. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't I didn't pay her. I didn't even talk. I haven't talked to her ever. You know what I'm saying? She was coming straight out of the horse's mouth. She was saying like the side effects right. of taking those kind of um, medications because of um, the disease, the dis-ease that is going on that you have. Yeah, I mean, this is, a this is a really, really, really important point. And I had a situation, I have a situation right now in my life with a set of personal friends who have been very important to me over the years. And I really can't mention names because, you know, obviously they're, they're private. Yeah. But this is a, a, a couple, a married couple that have been together for absolutely ever. And they were a huge part of my 
life for many, many, many years when I um, was raising my family. And um, he has uh, diabetes and has for many years. And these are two incredibly well-educated people. I'm telling you, these people both have master's degrees. It's not for a lack of not being intelligent or educated in a certain way, but forever they have believed that because he was on medication for diabetes, that it was the answer. And for probably five years, because this is a person who watches me on Facebook. And I mean, she's known me since I was in my like late thirties. And that's been a minute ago. Okay. She's known me a long time. And so when she sees me doing my various feats of daring do and my athletics and all that jazz on whatever social media, she does, she lives far away. She lives in Georgia. She sort of lives near you or maybe even far. Yeah. That's three. Yeah. Um, yep. So she'll say, I wish that I lived closer to you so that I could coach and train with you. And I'm like, you can coach and train with me. <laughs> but anyway, oh, the first thing I would have said was, you know, meds for diabetes are not the same as not having it. Not even by a lot. But see, time. that's the, and, that's wait, the wait, thing. Let, that, let, let me finish. Okay. Let, me, let me finish the story. And lo and behold, her husband had a stroke this year. He had a stroke. That's the thing, honestly, that people, and it's sad, but that's how you um, we cover make, up. We make choices. I, yeah, yeah. You cover it up by saying, I got the magic pill, so I'm, I'm okay. No, you're not. You still, how can you, like, if you never got the chance to set the bone that you broke back to its original way it was designed to operate and you just walked around oh well it's not hurting anymore yeah it's not hurting anymore <laughs> but your 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 arm or your leg or your ankle is this is disfigured dude like what what are you doing you know what i'm saying and that's what i think a lot of people they get so caught up of, well, I mean, I'm taking medication, but it's not fixing what was the reason why you taking a medication. You right. still got to take, you still got to put the work in to fix what is being messed up. That magic pill is only just a band-aid. It's not fixing you. And some of those magic pills cause other Bad problems. side effects, right? Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people they don't think of that way, but they need to start because. Well, I think that that was a, I think that was a point that, as you call her, Miss Rita was making um, earlier this week, and that that is actually the um, niche in allied healthcare that the breakthrough is filling, and that is that very, very, very big space between the illness itself and what happens at the doctor's office because there's so much that people can do in that space for themselves that can either promote the complete eradication of the disease in the first place, as is the case with diabetes. And um, also, you know, in the case of, let's say you are diagnosed with coronary artery disease to some degree, right? And you have calcium built up on the inside of your arteries and you know, this is all stuff that can be identified very simply and very easily, you know, with um, testing and 
this and that. Um, you know, it's then it then becomes kind of up to you to um, and it's you know the food isn't a prison sentence. There's plenty of really delicious preparations for food that is very health forward. It may not be what a person's ethnicity or culture or background or history or habits would have had them eating from the time they were born, but that does not mean that's one and the same with that it's taste terrible or it's boring or it's bland or it's yuck. You know, it just is that sometimes the idea of change is terrifying or overwhelming. Or I mean, we as human beings don't like change. Correct. Like, let's be honest. No one really likes change. Right. You we know, get, everybody get- <laughs> is reluctant to change. Yes. Um, and they will resist more than they will change. But it boils down to what Nate and Paul was selling. It's like, how bad do you want it? Mm-hmm. They basically put all their chips in the middle of the table. Nate said he didn't want uh, a baby pouch. I mean, I went, it's a, at least he was honest. That <laughs> was funny. And then Paul was just like, I, I don't care about no baby. I don't want to take meds. You know what I'm saying? They put their chips in mm-hmm. the middle of the table and they basically said, I'm either crap out or I'm going to win everything. And they did. They won everything. And they're not aliens. That's also a thing. Nate is an African-American male. And then Paul is. is um, He's um, he's Hispanic. He's fat. Exactly. That's what I thought. But I didn't want to say something. Then he'd be like, I ain't. So, yeah. But, you know, they're not aliens. You know what I'm saying? Um, but what they do have in common is like they went buying the brand and they weren't trying to hear that bullshit. I had to say it. <laughs> I mean, I tried to, you know what I'm saying, negate the potty mouth, but it is what it is. I mean, and they really, really, really um, was saying the same thing. They both had the same sheet music. Sheet music. Yeah. Nate was rapping. Paul was singing. <laughs> and it was the same song, just different melodies. Yeah. And it was a beautiful thing to hear them both. Well, you know, that's that's the other thing. I mean, and we were we were talking. Um, you and I were were talking about this. I, I think it may actually have come up on the um, on the forum where. Um, people have to really get um, emotionally attuned. Yeah. Emotional attunement to the deep, powerful reason why you want to make any change. That's the road. That's the first step on the path to successfully making a change. Whatever the deep reason is that you want to make, not that you want to make it for the sake of itself, but why do you want to make it? You know, and in Paul's case, um, you know, he had seen one parent with diabetes. It's very much in his family map. Um, And so he's such a great example of success and all of these concepts all the way around, because a lot of people think that 
their genetics is their destiny. If it's in my family, oh, well, I've got it. And, you know, oh, all the women in my family have passed away from breast cancer. Oh, well, I guess that's going to be my fate too. And so people walk around sort of living either in fear of or resigned. They're like resigned to, well, this is what's going to happen to me. And it's a self it's a self-fulfilling prophecy too. Correct. That's why we talk about how powerful your thoughts are. Correct. Like Correct. if you think it, it has to happen, that's just a universal principle. People are breaking laws left and right and they don't know why they're going to jail. It's like, dude, you sped. <laughs> you did seven. Like, what are you mad about? Like, you, 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 you know, but, um, yeah, um, Real quick, and then I'm going to give you the mic again. Um, I may say the name wrong. I've known it as Potter's Cat. Potter's Cat. That study where the scientist took and he gave crappy food to one set of cats. And then he gave nutritional food to another set of cats. He bred the healthy cats with each other, bred the unhealthy cats with themselves mm-hmm. and then when they birthed their kittens he switched the kittens mm-hmm. so the unhealthy parent kittens went and lived with the healthy cats and the healthy cats kittens went and lived with the unhealthy parents mm-hmm. and you would have thought that and I'm going back to what you said where you believe oh my mom died of breast cancer my grandma died of breast cancer her mom died well, what the potter's cat found was that you would have thought that the unhealthy cat kittens, when they went and lived with the healthy cats, they would have become unhealthy. They would have stayed unhealthy and vice versa with the um, healthy kittens. And what they found was that the unhealthy kittens living with the healthy kittens, I mean, the unhealthy kittens living with the healthy cats became healthy cats and the healthy kittens living with the unhealthy cats became unhealthy. So you have a choice and you keep saying choice all the time. It's a choice. It's a choice. It is. Yeah. You do have um, something to do with how your movie plays out. Yes. Yes, that's right. I mean, and um you talked about something on Tuesday, I believe it was in the Daily Dose, about what change looks like as you're going through it. You know, and I talked about um, in the uh, Take the Leap monthly blog article um, what is basically at the bottom of absolutely any goal acquisition, whether it is a change in your nutritional plan because you want to get rid of diabetes or you're trying to have a baby or you're um, playing in your first collegiate football game as the starting running back. I mean, any kind of event, endeavor, goal, whatever it is, um, involves a process, right? And if we think about it as a change process, it has like a pre- reprocess um activity where you contemplate it and then it has a beginning part that's usually pretty hard and then it has a 
a messy middle because stuff just gets hard. It just, you know, and then once you've practiced the activities associated in the acquisition of the change, you kind of get close to the end and the goal and you win. That's just life in general. Yeah. When, when you learn how to rock, walk, you didn't just, some people probably did and some <laughs> whatever. Well, but, some, are, some are more wired for it than others. It's, it is yeah, how that is. <laughs> take, you, have to take, you have to take the process for what it is. You're going to fall. Uh-huh. But that doesn't negate you just sitting in the middle of the of the, of the room and like, well, oh, I'm done walking. Well, <laughs> dude, you're never gonna get where you need to get, and you're probably gonna be hungry. Um, you had to fall a couple of times before you could get your bearings and what you needed to know and what you needed to do, and you became an expert in walking. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but that's what every process. You're going to have, you know, hiccups. You're going to have failures. And failure is not a bad thing. Failure is just a teaching tool. Um, and you need to embrace it because it's telling you what you should do next or what you could do next. But it didn't say stop. It never said, failure never tells you stop. But people equate it and define it as, up oh, stop. No, it didn't say that. It just said, think about Go back to the drawing board. Maybe you forgot to put a plus. It wasn't supposed to be a minus. It's supposed to have that other line going down. So it was a plus. <laughs> and now see your equation equals out, you know, but some people don't get to get that far. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, but yeah, failure is not a bad thing. It never has been a, a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm we have made it to be a bad thing because that's the society that we live in. You can never win all your doggone. You can't, sometimes you can have an undefeated season. Yes, you can. But (laughs) most people, most people, they lose, you know what I'm saying? But they still make it to the championship and win the championship. So stop trying to look for perfection, as you've said um, on many um, and other platforms like stop trying to be per- perfect yeah give yourself I mean, per- i'm sorry permission mm-hmm. now i was gonna say give yourself permission you know to make mistakes and laugh at them like i laugh at myself all the time it's great it's a, great material norman cousins norman cousins laughing the laughing uh, yeah it, it's it's medicine yeah. It really is. Laughter is really healthy for people. Quit taking life too serious. Now, don't be a jerk off and not be serious, but you got to, I mean, who else calls what they're dealing with the Harlem shakes? I have people <laughs> rolling. You laugh. You know what I'm saying? But hey, laugh at my pain because I know that is not me and it's not going to be me forever. So, yeah, I say it. Yeah, I got the Harlem Shakes, but, hey, I'm doing this, that, and the third. Most people are like, what? You got the what? Man, don't worry about it. It's just another way of picking on what I got because it's a chess code. Stop playing. But, yeah, you got to laugh at yourself. You know what I'm saying? And it makes it a whole lot less stressful. Mm -hmm. 
because mm-hmm. um, you don't need the stress. Stress is not good for anybody. Even with exercising, I'm helping y'all out. Yeah, exercise has the definition of stress. Yeah, it, it does hurt, and it's you know it could cause pain, but it's a good stress. But stop stressing out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Laugh at- the the successes that you have um, don't really get that way because it's some outgrowth of perfectionism. It's more as you mentioned uh, also this week in the Daily Dose, that um, it's a more, success is more a story of constant um, adaptation, revision and change, right? Yeah, like uh, like the midweek motivation this week, it was funny. (laughs) It was funny. It, it, it was really good walking down. I mean, I, I always walk down memory lane. I really do. I like going. Memories are great um, because they're priceless and um, it's more enjoyable than the material thing that maybe you purchased or got or received or whatever, but memories are awesome. And so like the midweek when I was talking about my sister and me, that, 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. that was so funny. Like, um, I don't make these stories up. These stories are based off, it ain't based off of, it's true stories. Um, but this was, a, this was the one where you were going away to New yeah, York. Me, me, yeah. Me and my sister went to New York. Um, and at that time, man, we had some money. Like for an eight-year-old, shoot, you would have thought I hit the lottery. Like, <laughs> yo, I'm paid. And so my mindset was, I'm going to keep my paidness. I know that's not a word, but to me at that time, yes, it was. And so <laughs> I, I wouldn't succumb to instant gratification. I, I was succumb, I succumbed to delayed gratification. And even my mom encouraged and um, made uh, statements about um, how I, <laughs> how, I mean, you know, how I did what I did. I mean, you know, um, and I just thought about that when I did it the mayor week. I was like, yo, man, you've always been like that. Even at the age of eight, you was. <laughs> so you were having, um, you were having, um, thoughts at the age of eight that are like the beginnings of what it takes to be a successful person. And those thoughts are sort of still straight, you know, they've created through lines in your whole life and have come in handy for you as you've, you know, um, embraced this, um, this battle with this challenge. challenge. It's just a, a, a hard game. Okay. So we lost. But guess what? You got to come back next week, dog. You scored. You scored. You scored three touchdowns on me, guy. You 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 did your thing. But I promise you, when you come back, I'm breaking your neck. <laughs> but don't come across the middle again. Don't you ever come across the middle again. Do you hear me? You got me. But not no more. And so that's what it is, you know. Um. But yeah. 
the uh, delayed gratification, and it goes back to you know dealing with um, a major disease. Name it: diabetes, lupus, MS, um, all of it. Yeah, yeah, all of it. You know what I'm saying? Like they, that, yeah, they're major, they're major diseases. But for one, that is not you. So don't ever associate whatever you're dealing with with yourself, because you're bigger and better than that. Um, I just have a chest code. You have a chest code. And now the question is, how do we get rid of the chest cold? Because if you heal from a chest cold, you can heal from all these quote unquote major things that has been put death sentences on people. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a bunch of bullshit. Again, I did that on purpose. I didn't try to clean it up. It's bullshit. Yeah, so so um, kind of attached to this idea of, you know, constant revision and constant adaptation and, and constant change and so forth is this notion also, everything is linked, um, you know, in the, the programming for each week. It's all linked together. And, um, you know, again, the major concept in the Take the Leap article, you know, is talking about the um, emotional and mental components of health being the precursors to any expression of success that you might achieve as you work toward a goal. and that that process of change, adaptation, revision, and so forth, um, what you can't worry about is how you might fail while taking action. But in fact, the thing to really worry about is the risks and the chances, the chances that you don't try, the things you don't try. So the thing to worry about is not if you try and fall down on your face, the thing to worry about is if you don't try at all. Cause, yeah. Cause then that's, yeah. That's the thing that, again, a lot of people, they look at failure as a bad thing. Um, an analogy or a short story, cause I love telling stories. Um, there were two kids, they were going swimming. You'll like this story because it deals with swimming. Yeah. Um, and they basically were swimming from one point and they was trying to get over to the other side, another island, okay? And the one kid, he was killing it. And the, the number two kid, he was swimming but the kid one was so focused on just getting over there. He got there. He got out of the 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 um the pool or or you know the the water, and he looks, and his compadre is nowhere to be found. Ooh. So now he's trying to dry off, and he does. And as he's drying off, here come his compadre coming. And he's like, dude, what happened to you? And he said, I swam back to our original point because I realized we had swam too far out. 
And kid one was like, dude, but we had just a little bit more to go to get to point B. So you would have been better off just swimming with me and getting to point B. But because kid A starts saying, oh, shit, I swam too far. I got to go back. Mm. He missed it. And he had to walk mm-hmm. over to point B. And that's the thing with a lot of people, like, stop looking back. Like, you can't drive your car looking in the rear view mirror the whole time. You may check it a couple of times occasionally, but you don't drive the car looking in the rear view mirror. You're freaking wrecked. So stop looking back and look forward because you end up having a 15 car pile up by looking back. Well, you know, that um, it's so interesting that you brought that up within the context of a swimming analogy, because that was exactly the the advice that I followed, not only of my coach, but also of one of my clients who I am so proud to say is a United States Coast Guardsman in the aviation survival technician field, which is, you know, that movie, The Guardian, where the guys like come down mm-hmm. on the wires and rescue yep. people out of the ocean, at, you know, when there's a storm or whatever, that's what he does. And I'm so proud of this guy. So this person is a client and someone that I trained for his Coast Guard um, schools and did his land training, of course. But when it came time for me to swim my first competition in open water, he was definitely the person that I went to because he has more experience swimming in ocean water than just about anyone I know personally. And that was exactly, you know, the advice he gave. He said, okay, this is, this is your race. It's not you against someone else. It's your race. And you've got to keep moving forward no matter what. You just have to keep saying to yourself, I'm going to keep moving forward. He said, get a mantra, a couple of words, just keep repeating them and swim. Even if the mantra is as simple as don't stop, move ahead. Don't stop, move ahead. Every stroke you take, this is what you do. And it can, that, that philosophy can be applied to anything. I'm, and I'm telling you, there's, there's, there are few things that are as scary as like a long distance open water swim for the very first time. I bet you. I, bet you. <laughs> I mean, I no, can't swim. You're so. like, in a, you're, you're like in a lake and you're like, okay, well, what the heck lives in this thing beside, you know, what can't I see? What am I going to run into? Uh, you know, I mean, it's just, and that's the other thing. Things just get in your head. Yeah, your mind is so powerful, it runs. Correct. It runs. Correct. Yeah. So, so you have to learn how to run it or have exactly. it run or have it run for you in the right direction. Exactly. And that takes training. Correct. Um, and that takes repetition, which is one of the main reasons why people keep repeating bad habits because it's stuck on repeat, mm-hmm. like a seed. Yeah, I don't know if we even have CD changers anymore, <laughs> but like, it's kind of telling my age a little bit. I mean, I'm a young guy, you know what I'm saying? But, um, but it's stuck repeat, you know, and you have to train yourself. That's one of the things with the skills that we have been talking about, you know, with the, 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 the objects, 
uh, transferring from Trans- one pocket to the yep. other. Pockets, yep. Um, rubber band man. Um, I mean, a lot of that, it's all training your mind. Your mind is a muscle, just like your biceps, triceps, thighs, um, all that. It's a muscle. And if you don't train it, it's going to atrophy mm-hmm. or it's going to get worse with bad thinking, like the gratitude, all that stuff. We're not just picking skills. Oh, that sounds great. No, it's a rhyme and reason why we do everything, because we know if we add these things one after another, after another, boom, it's going to work. Just like um, your first assignment for week one, y'all don't remember that, but I do. It was just um, come up with your goal. Have y'all, I keep telling y'all that. Have you came up with your goal yet? And, <laughs> then, we, uh, and then if you if you if you need to know the process in that, go you need to go read the article Envision Your Destiny that came out on April. There we go. See, see how this stuff is working. This stuff does not just, oh, well, I'm gonna do this because it sounds no, dude, like this. It, it's a rhyme and reason why we're doing everything. Uh, um, a smart individual. Um, would know, like a boxer, he knows. I remember when I learned how to box and my coach was like, I did what I did to set you up so that I could take your defense down from where I wanted to hit you. And when I did what I did, it did what I wanted it to do. And then it opened up my area that I was trying to land, what I wanted to land. I'm like, oh, so you... You strategizing on me while we trying to fight. Like, what the heck? But that's what a so a that's what, so, so that's what we're doing here. We're strategizing on you. Yeah. To, yeah. To, to build the the end result, which is self health. Yeah, this is chess. It's not checkers. We're not playing checkers, <laughs> y'all. We're playing chess. Chess <laughs> is a grown man game. Checkers is a little baby game. I mean. <laughs> So we playing chess, like really are. Well, with all that being said, um, I think it's probably uh, a good time to sort of wrap up um, with just a last comment or two about new wine and new wine skins. That was a very entertaining podcast, I thought, um, which uh, you know comes from the notion of course is is biblical in its origins and um and you know basically has to do with all of this that we're talking about you know if you want to um start at the beginning you're healthy and you want to stay that way lifelong or if it's that you've had a setback and you have a chronic illness diagnosis or some diagnosis and you want to recapture your health you know, whatever it is, you have to kind of retrain your mind um, in order to accept new behaviors that you'll then try to implement one after the other. Um, Because for example, if you, you know, let's take in Paul's case, right? Um, When I first met him, and he had had a diagnosis of diabetes, myelitis type two, like five years prior, he was a vegetarian already, which might um, 
suggest that he already had sort of a sense of how to handle this, but not really, because the veget- many times a vegetarian um, food palate is super carbohydrate rich. And also he wasn't really up the learning curve on um, the impact of processed foods in disease and or the absence of them in health. And so he had to do a great deal of shifting around mentally. He had to change his mindset around, around food to include some big new concepts before he could take, you know, the meal plan that I wrote for him. Here it is. Here's your, here's your specifics. This is this stuff. The meal plan is like the tactical business. The mindset is the strategic, you know, battlefield, you know, that's where you can really launch your success from it's, it's your mindset and how you, how you think about it. So the, the long and short of it is that, um, you know, this week has kind of been another way of talking about, you know, the importance of that mindset, the importance of um, reorganizing your mindset. If you've, you know, been in a place that kind of led you to, you know, not a great health outcome and how much you have to want that better health outcome um, for a really deep and important personal reason in order to show up every day to do the work. I think um, that with the new, new wine skins and all that, so like you write a plan great plan, awesome, got them on point and everything. And then they go right back to how they were doing after they have, you know, completed your plan. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole concept of new wine skins. Like you can't put old wine in new wine skins. It's gonna burst. You know what I'm saying? You can't do old things if you have started or adopted a new way of of living or thinking you cannot go back if you go back honestly it's probably going to be even worse now than what you were doing before you started your new technique and new strategies because i think of it i look look at it as like <laughs> Uh, a demon, an evil spirit. <laughs> you have kicked it. And it's like, okay, but you bring it back in, it's going to be like, oh, hell no. This <laughs> time, um, you're not going to get rid of me as you did before. And it's going to be twice as hard to do what you had to do to do the first things so they get you gave them a plan a meal plan and they was on it and it goes back to paradigms and cybernetics you know what i'm saying it's it's a mental thing but so you gave them this meal plan and they did it but then they went back to their old ways of how they were before they either met you or before y'all started this program now it's going to be twice as hard to actually do what needs to be done to get you back to 
where you was before you fell off the horse. Um, that's the old wine skins busting with the new wine. <laughs> and you don't want that. You don't want that. You can't go back to the old. Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. <laughs> he said, let the dead bury the dead. <laughs> we moving. We moving. Yeah. That's how funny. can he talk about religion and he cuss? Because I can. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we're going to wish everyone a happy and wonderful and healthy weekend. And we will look forward to um, seeing you again with more um, fun and great programming next week. And this Tuesday coming up is going to be powerful too. You want to be in attendance for this story that's coming up. I don't know the girl. I'm going to meet her. Like He is amazing. This uh, um, Tuesday's forum is going to feature um, a young woman. She'll be 21 years old very shortly. And um, I have actually known her since she was 10 years old. Um, her mother, both her mother and she have been... Um, valued clients that I've coached and trained for many, many years. And um, she is a rising senior this coming fall at Seton Hall University. And um, she has started a um, club at her campus on the subject of um, mental health in the African-American community, which is big, big, big topic, big topic. Vitally important. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I couldn't be more proud of this young woman. And um, we are going to feature her. And um, again, the topic is mental health in the African-American community and see um, what initiatives they are taking in that organization and, um, and so forth and so on. So yes, this is a big topic. And so we will um, be focusing kind of on that topic in general next week. All right, everyone, have a great and healthy weekend. And um, LaMail, take it easy. And man, you're almost, you're almost crushing that push-up goal. You need to probably, oh, yeah. you gotta um, probably need to go take a nap. <laughs> um, I didn't have to do anything today or tomorrow, but um, by the end of, well, by the end of the month, month certainly, yeah. Uh, yeah, I will have, I think, 67,000. Yes, you will. All right. So yeah. we can wait for that. All right, yeah. everyone, take care and um, see you next week. See y'all. Have a good week. Yeah. Bye.